From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You're with Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Ah, yes, indeed. Welcome aboard, folks. It's four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday night here on the East Coast of the United States. And you know what day and time it is wherever you are partaking of the Steve Malzberg Show here on TNT. And as we come on the air, we have history. Yes, we have a very historic event that has just taken place. And no, it does not involve the self-proclaimed historic figure, Karine Jean-Pierre. It involves the despicable, horrific, uh, impeachable, take note of that word, impeachable Homeland Security Chief Alejandro Mayorkas. And he has been impeached by the U.S. House of Representatives, the vote 214 to 213. You may recall last week they failed in their attempt to impeach him. Uh, Steve Scalise, the majority leader of the uh, Republicans in the House, uh, was away for cancer treatments. He's now back. And um, the Democrats last week brought out a congressman who was in the hospital recovering from surgery. They brought him out to vote against impeachment last week. But now is a different story. The vote is in. He's been impeached, and he is the first cabinet member, um, cabinet secretary, I should say, to be impeached since 1876. 1876. And I can't think of anyone who deserves it more than this, this danger to our nation, a real threat to our security, a man who sits there, and looks like if ever anybody looked like a deer in the headlights other than a deer in headlights, it's him. He taught deer how to look like deer in headlights, okay? And he answers questions without answers, in my opinion. He said the border was secure. That's got to be a lie. And he deserves it. He deserves to be impeached. And there will be a trial starting by the end of the month, according to Chuck Schumer, in the Senate, and of course, he will not be convicted. But, you know, neither was Trump twice, neither was Clinton, uh, but he will face trial in the Senate. He has been impeached, and deservedly so. Our, our country is under attack. And I just saw a story before I came on about, about gangs of illegal thugs organizing, combining forces in this country. You got the, uh, a guy in Times Square. Forget about the beating of the cops. That's not what I'm talking about. A, a shooting last week over the weekend in Times Square. A 15-year-old Venezuelan illegal. 15. Held up. A, he's on video. They held up a store. He took a shot at somebody, missed and hit so hit a woman, a tourist, shot her in the leg. Thank God she's okay. Ran. Cops pursued. He took a shot at the cops. Then he escaped to Yonkers, which is outside of New York City, slightly north. And he was apprehended at, um, was it a relative's place or somebody affiliated with him? And when they arrested him, the little punk cried, oh, 
That's so sad. And thank God he's going to be, he was charged and will be tried as an adult, which blew me away. Blew me away. I was expecting him to be released without bail. Go, go on your merry way, juvenile. 15 years old. Hope he rots in a Venezuelan prison. But I'd keep him here in our prison to make sure he serves. I wouldn't deport him. I would make sure he serves his time. Unbelievable. People are afraid all over. City after city. And this clown, this deer-in-the-headlight clown, pretends everything's okay. The border's secure. Oh, yeah, we're good. Then he changes his story because of, because of people, especially in minority communities and inner cities, expressing outrage. It's just, he deserved what he got. I'm so glad he got it. I doubt that Biden will get the same thing, and I don't really care at this point because Biden is another story. But, um, but uh, write it down. Alejandro uh, Mayorkas has been impeached by the U.S. House of Representatives. Bravo. Job well done. Now, some Republicans are afraid that this will set a precedent. Set a precedent? Set a precedent? Look what they did to Trump. And now there's a story out there that Fox just went with that supposedly is going to come out on Substack tomorrow um, that the Russiagate nonsense, the whole Russiagate fabrication that it was actually started by government agencies like the CIA. And there's supposedly a Trump CIA folder that documents all of this, how they all went about enlisting foreign governments to participate, everything, how it was all hatched against Trump by the, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the intelligence agencies of this country. And all that whole folders, reportedly, supposedly, according to the Substack guy that, uh, that um, Jesse Waters just had on. And who's the Substack guy? Well, I will tell you who that Substack guy is. Uh, Michael Schellenberger, Substack columnist. And he says that the, the folder's missing, reportedly. <laughs> so my point is, really? Set a precedent, a dangerous precedent. Why? Democrats are going to now impeach a, a, a cabinet secretary of, of, uh, of, of Trump or the next Republican president? Give me a break. Look what they're doing to Trump. Look what they've done to Trump from day one. From day one, back in 2017. Precedent. I think we're beyond precedents. I think we've, we, we don't even know what precedents have been set. If this Substack story is true, whether or not the folder is, exists and it's lost, but if this story is true and there's proof out there that this was all fabricated by the CIA and other intelligence agencies and government agencies in this country to, to hook Trump up with Russia, blame him and fictitious stuff, <laughs> which is all illegal, by the way, what country do we have left? Oh, Trump's the threat to democracy, my butt. The Democrats have destroyed democracy. And where will they stop? Where will they stop? If Donald Trump 
is what they describe him as, and of course he's not, but work under the premise. If you sit there as a government official, as the head of the FBI, or maybe you don't say it as the head of the FBI, but you're in on it, and CIA and all the other intelligence agencies, but the president of the United States and his underlings and, and everybody in the, uh, the highest ranking congressional members and the media, of course, will all say Donald Trump's Hitler. He loves dictators. He's going to end democracy. He's going to assassinate his opponents. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Then can't you justify doing anything to stop him? In the name of saving democracy preventing us from becoming a dictatorship when in fact they're ending democracy as we know it and they they are working and pushing us towards a dictatorship everything they say that republicans are doing trump is doing maga is doing they are doing in reality that's the way it is and this mayorkas clown is just one of the stooges involved in it all. A useful idiot, and I do mean idiot. And I'll never forget that when he, he was near tears, he was accused of, of whatever he was accused of, letting people in, the border, whatever, and how, he, um, how he, he brought up the Holocaust, that his family came here escaping the Holocaust. What does that have to do with anything? And didn't our attorney general use the same thing? I'm not saying it's illegitimate. I'm not saying it's not true. But what the hell does it have to do with anything? It has nothing to do with anything about, you know, in the context of what they were talking about and being asked. So, please. Wow. Now, we're going to have in a little while Mike McCormick back, who is the Obama stenographer, who's written a book about the fact that Joe Biden belongs in jail, impeached and in prison. Um, and I just, it never stops with Biden. It never stops. And the defense of him never ends. So let's, uh, let's, the RNC put together a five-minute montage of Biden. This isn't even funny. It's not. And you could tell by the music they put in the background of it, they don't view it as funny. If they did, they'd put circus music, you know. It's sad. It's like watching, I, I remember my, you know, my son would tell me stories uh, about his, uh, that he was blessed enough to, to, to know his great-grandparents on, on, on one side of the family till he was, you know, around, I don't know, 10 or so. Point is, or maybe more, point is that, you know, he, 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 as as his grandfather became progressively worse, may he rest in peace, he, um, you know, he was losing it. And that's what we're seeing here. That's what we're seeing here. So I want you to watch. I cut it up into five pieces. We'll see, play four of them now, one with the guest. So let's, um, let's start things off and let's go to 158. I, uh, um... Anyway, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. I was just thinking, uh, uh, anyway. I, I just, look, I mean, Putin's kleptocracy, 
Yeah. It was in February, February uh, January, after we been elected. The late January, early February. He said, uh, it's not, we need, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. What could you say? What could you say? Could you imagine? Well, I don't want to say it yet. Let's, let's, let, 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 let's keep going, okay? Here's uh, cut 159. Uh, I, uh, for two reasons. One, to, it's an impact, an impact the decades are making because inaction was, uh, there was inaction the, uh, with, with the Department of, uh, uh, with, from, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte, one, and another line going from, in Florida, down to Tampa. The best way to get something done if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. The idea that, um, and, and, and Joan, Shingang, I'm going to pass by, Shanga, I mean, what, 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 what look, look at this. Just look at this. Watch this. Listen to this. I mean, this is, uh, oh, anyway, I mean, I, your heart breaks for the guy a little bit, right? I despise him politically, but he's not, he's not all there. I don't think he's ever been all there, to be quite honest with you. To be quite honest with you, the liar and the plagiarist that he has been or was back in, in the 80s, back in law school, lying about his school, had to drop out of the race in 88, caught lying, caught plagiarizing uh, uh, other foreign leaders and, and U.S. Uh, candidate speeches and everything. Uh, he's always been this way, but, but, but now he's that way and he's 80. Look at just just look, look here's, here's 160. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in a foot. foot. Look. A solid meeting with um, with uh, the uh, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? From the uh, 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 excuse me, they also increase corporate uh, growth. They make a very good point. Here's the deal. Okay. You, know, you, get, you get the idea. You get the idea. We do have one more. Um, so let's go to 161. The... Um, Leading, leading tech companies like Anthropic, and, and I'm going to mispronounce. I'm not going to try. The beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer. It is the final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. 
by the end of a governing crisis, uh, it's time to end it. These constant, yeah, anyway, it'll be good. Because that's why we can't let, well, uh, we cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago. I'll never forget. Well, I won't go into that. Anyway, I, I, I just think that uh, Florida Small Business Winner Award winner of the uh, Business Week winner. Okay. If this was, ladies, if this were your husband, people, if this were your grandfather, what would you say? First of all, I, I mean, there's so many different angles to, to, to approach this from, obvious angles. He's the president of the United States. And and we're and we're told after after the special counsel writes a report, which by the way, which by the way, did not clear Joe Biden of committing crimes. <laughs> it said he purposely held the documents. It said he released, he shared classified information. So anybody on TV, on the left, whatever, that says, oh. It cleared Joe Biden. No, it did not. And when the prosecutor, special counsel, explained why he wasn't charging him with a crime, he said it's because a jury, which is, I don't think it's his place to judge, but he said a jury would never convict this guy. They'd view him as an old, well-intended man who's lost his memory. Okay? That's not no crime committed that's not he did nothing wrong don't so don't believe that spin but folks <laughs> we're told oh joe biden he does more in one hour than any of us do in a day oh you should see him at these cabinet meetings oh he's look at all he's accomplished what has he accomplished what's he accomplished inflation is up 18 percent since he took office eight percent for food 20.8 percent energy double digits everything's double digits what's he accomplished oh the bills he's gotten passed what bills infrastructure that's it what what what, what has he passed what am i missing that he's worked together, he's brought people together, he's passed so many bills, look at the work he's done. What's he done? So I, he's obviously in terrible shape, terrible shape. He's obviously not making the decisions for this country. He can't be. But where's the outcry for the 25th Amendment? Where's the outcry to remove this man forcibly from office make him step down get rid of him nope they're running him for re-election because he's a brilliant man and we all make mistakes <laughs> I mean, it's, and if this was well, let's go back to ladies if this was your your husband okay or the, imagine even if you're 25 imagine eventually this is your husband don't you want to protect him He's been in politics his whole life. He's been president now. Don't you think it's time to go? Can't you find something for you two to do together? Oh, what's that? You like being first lady and you don't want to give it up? 
So screw my husband. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because that's what Jill Biden's saying, in my view. In my view, she's a selfish, selfish witch. She say Broadway. You're all a bunch of tacos. She's a she's a smart lady, doctor, Doctor Jill, educator of children, educator of children in the Bonagas, the Bonagas in the Bronx, the Bonagas. Smart lady. Wow. Uh, all right. So, um, all right. We got a few minutes here before we do it. And uh, okay. So let's move on to um, cut one. Uh, well, this is uh, this is Jake Tapper, and he's with a uh, a congressman, Democrat congressman from California, Robert Garcia. This is uh, when before the Super Bowl. I think it was last Friday. This is before Tapper, before Biden. You know officially missed the Super Bowl interview and and said he wasn't going to do it, which was predetermined. Here is cut 125. Initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. Now, I don't need to tell you, and I certainly don't need to tell President Biden, uh, President al-Sisi is the president of Egypt. He's not the president of Mexico. And that would just be like one comment, except this comes after Sunday, where President Biden talked about a meeting he had in 2021 with French President Francois Mitterrand, who died in 1996. He was actually referring to the current French president, Emmanuel Macron. Take a listen. Right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. I was in, I was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, France. He's been dead for decades. Here's uh, more from Jake Tapper, and wait till you hear the congressman, Robert Garcia, cut 126. And it, it doesn't end then. Not only did, did he confuse Presidents Macron and Mitterrand this week, at another event he mentioned having met in 2021 with Helmut Kohl, when that was the chancellor of Germany in the 80s and 90s, and he was in, referring to former German chancellor Angela Merkel. Kohl died, I think, in 2017. Now, look, people misspeak. I get it. I misspeak. But part of the job of president is the, the, having the confidence of the American people in your faculties. Forget what Robert Hur said in the report. This is President Biden speaking publicly. Do you understand why some Democrats, according to polls, a majority of Democrats are concerned? I mean, there should be no concern. Here's the reality. Uh, president Biden, who I've been around uh, numerous times just in this last year, is sharp. He's focused. He's bright. He's experienced, and with age also comes incredible wisdom. Do <laughs> you, 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 you see how they lie through their teeth? Do you see how they lie? No one should be concerned. 80-plus percent of Americans believe Joe Biden, all parties, 
80-something percent of Americans believe Joe Biden's too old to, to, to have the job again. And, and, and you got these morons, these liars, these, these blatant liars like Garcia and all the rest of the left sitting there saying, oh, Joe Biden, sharp as a tack. Again, the grass is uh, the grass is up in the sky. It's it's blue, and the sky is down below us, and it's uh, it's green. Don't you know that? Joe Biden told me that. Here's cut uh, number one twenty seven. This is the most prepared person ever to be president of the United States. Uh, he is looking at the big picture. Look at his accomplishments of what he has done. And so Democrats are actually very confident in this president, and we're very united behind what he's going to do. And as far as uh, you know, folks getting things wrong, I mean, people do it all the time. Mike Johnson just compared, I uh, was comparing Israel and Iran. Uh, Donald Trump uh, compares Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi. We all misspeak sometimes. And so I think the important thing here is we should not be uh, so focused on this one issue around age. We should be focused on what the results look like what do the accomplishments looks like and and what are the freaking accomplishments i just told you about inflation is up 20 percent since he took office food gas energy everything way up way up afghanistan was a disaster our middle east policy is a disaster everything he touches is a disaster the border we have an invasion literally what what's that's the results that's what we should look at? Fine with me. One more from Tapper and uh, Pathetic Garcia, 128. I've talked to him in off-the-record settings with reporters, and uh, I, you know, I think he's aged since I started covering him in the year 2000, but, but I understand what you're saying. I'm, I, he, he is not the way that he is caricatured on Fox, for example. Um, but he certainly has shown his age. He certainly shows his age in, in some instances. Do you think he needs to be out there more so people see him? For instance, he's not doing the traditional Super Bowl interview with the network that's hosting the Super Bowl, which this year is CBS. I understand not doing it last year with Fox, but this year it's CBS, and he's, he's not doing that. That sends a signal to people. What is he afraid of uh, when it comes to doing that interview? It's not that people care about it, uh, whether or not it is a Super Bowl interview. It's a, it's a missed opportunity to speak to tens of millions of Americans. And uh, I have it under good authority that this year there are going to be a lot of Swifties watching. Uh, that's a lot of women uh, and men. Okay. And then Garcia goes on to say something about the fact that he's, look, he's very busy. <laughs> Please give me a break. And don't you love uh, Tapper saying, I could understand him not wanting to do it last year because it was Fox, but this is CBS. And well, we know they'll kiss his butt, is what he's trying to say. Uh, you can't make it up. You cannot make it up. All right, folks, before we go to break, uh, let me uh, remind you, uh, last December, uh, Julian Assange's two-day public hearing was announced for February 20th and 21st. That's next week. It got here fast, and it's at the UK High Court to determine whether or not uh, Julian will have permission to uh, appeal or whether he'll be extradited to the United States. TNT We'll be there. We will be there at the Royal Courts of Justice, broadcasting and covering the entire thing, no matter how long it takes. And then TNT will broadcast uh, from various locations throughout London. Also, the London premiere of the Trust Fall, Julian Assange, will be at uh, Rio Cinemas on Sunday, the 18th uh, of February at 1 p.m. The film will be followed by a panel discussion and a Q&A with Tariq Ali, uh, Kristen uh, Raffnansen, and uh, hopefully, 
hopefully, uh, Stella Assange will be there. So to find out more, uh, go to Google and search for The Trust Fall, Julian Assange, London Premier. And lighting the fuse for freedom, today's News Talk TNT. And we'll come right back. Steve Malsberg right here on TNT. TNT's Mark Morano. This just in. We have a new way that's proven effective in dealing with climate protesters who deign to block highways, streets, and other public areas. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this appears to be the most effective way. We have a uh, we have a field shot, a correspondent on the scene. Let's go to clip four and take a look at how to deal with climate protesters when they block your way on your morning commute. I don't want to see protests shut down, but obviously when you're blocking traffic and you're doing that, you need to be dealt with. I thought this was a great vigilante way of dealing with it. Mark Morano on today's News Talk TNT. Sometimes a car comes along that changes everything with innovations never thought possible and features that make you wonder, how did people survive without this? This is that time, and this is that car. This is the world's first VWB. Equipped with transparent doors to eliminate reasonable suspicion, whatever that means. A 10 and 2 steering wheel that keeps hands visible at all times. We remove the glove box so there's no confusion about what the driver is reaching for. With the touch of a button, the ultrasonic biometric scanner displays the license and registration of the driver to ensure contactless exchange of information. With no trunk, nothing can be concealed, so therefore, there is nothing to search and seize. To ensure you will never be mistaken for breaking the speed limit, we've installed limited edition airless tires, and we remove the engine because, honestly, why risk it? DWB, the first vehicle of its kind, where the safety feature is the car itself. I have a feeling these are the suspects in question. The two occupants look like uh, the people involved in the armed robbery. I'm approaching the vehicle. Request backup. The driver matches the description because of a wide set nose. Today's News Talk. News and information. TNT Radio. All right, folks, welcome back. Steve Malzberg back with you, and we are joined once again on the show by Mike McCormick, former Obama stenographer, author of the great new book, The Case to Impeach and Imprison Joe Biden. And also, you check out his uh, substack, Midnight in the Laptop of Good and Evil. Mike, there is so much. God, the second I, I, I saw that um, the report from the special counsel, I said, I, I got I to get a hold of Mike. But let me start with this. We, we played the RNC put together a five minute montage of yeah, Biden. I, but I, play, I, I played four of the five uh, cuts that I made it into. I saved the fifth one uh, so we could hear it together. Let's let's do it. Let's go to one fifty. What actually actually wait a minute. Let me make sure what I'm doing here. Let's go to uh 150 i think we need to go to 162. let's do 162. i mean it has the evolver institution but uh, uh, uh 
minister. Uh, like they say, pass up that. Anyway, overrule that to uh, reinstate uh, the. Thirty-second, uh, freestanding have free thirty-free. I'm just following my orders here. Uh. I mean, I mean, Mike, you know, your book, the criminality, everything involved. But at this point, even if there was none of that, where are the people talking about the 25th Amendment? Yeah. Yeah, he's really diminished. I mean, um, you know, I, I actually understand what he says because I kind of used to listening to him like that. <laughs> he's, he's a lot worse at slurring and sort of tripping over his words. But he always used to sort of garble things. This is going back 10 years, 2014. But what's really pronounced is how diminished his physical strength is, his, his vitality. He, he used to be, I mean, for his age, 10 years ago, he was a very vital guy. He was 70 and he would bounce around and go and go and not that at all. And, you know, that really started to go downhill in 2018. I really noticed it. So by 2020, when he was running, you know, there was this sort of caricature of him as this presidential person that they could roll out and people believed it. But he ran that campaign hiding in his basement primarily, and people bought it. They, you know, were so programmed to hate Trump, pray for any alternative, which was Joe Biden, see him as this great deliverer of whatever whatever need they had at the time. And, you know, it was it was a it was a horrific job and time of misinformation that was directed at everybody and people bought it because everyone's scared of COVID. And so he got away with this, this terrible um, presidency that he's occupied. And he's, he's going to go down in history as the worst ever. You know, they, but Mike, they keep talking about, um, you know, forget, forget what he sounds like, forget, you know, the mistakes, we all make them, but look at what he's accomplished. Look at his accomplishments. He, look, look I mean, he deals with foreign leaders and everything he's, the only, and, and what he's gotten done. Well, what has he gotten done? I mean, I, I know you're, this isn't the topic of conversation necessarily for us, but however, besides the infrastructure bill, I don't recall anything that's gotten done, and of course the disasters, the far, the military disasters, Afghanistan and 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 others, and 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 inflation. I just saw today is up um, uh, eighteen percent overall, twenty percent for food since he took office. Energy is in the double digits, way up there. I mean, what has he done? They keep saying, "Look at what he's done." What? Yeah, you know, and that's the Democratic Party's misinformation problem propaganda machine. It's deep and broad. I mean, you know, you just had that clip on there with uh, CNN's Jake Tapper. I mean, he's part of it. CNN is part oh, of yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Know? And and so then everybody just sort of falls in and they see that and they go through their everyday lives. I live here in Washington, D.C., so I'm in the heart of the swamp. People here don't want to think about, you know, the worst aspects of where our country is going and what we really face on the southern border. They don't get that around here. You know, people read the Washington Post here and they think that that's their 
guiding, you know, their guidance is from the Washington Post. It, this is this city is so insulated and out of touch. And Joe Biden is the example of that, the presidential example of that. But but you are feeling it in Washington, D.C. with the um, immense increase in crime, especially carjackings. And, and the immigration pro- problem is a problem there, too. So uh, it, to, to an extent, you're feeling it. You, you know, you talk about misinformation. Now, let's get back to Biden and let's get back to the um, the uh, the special counsel's uh, report and what he said. Mike, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a million times from these leftist liars, whether they're journalists, which they're not, or whether they're Democrat operatives or Jen Psaki's or whatever the hell they are. And of course, Corinne Jean-Pierre and Biden himself. He's been cleared. The special counsel cleared him. That's it. It's all done. Nothing, no wrongdoing. He's been cleared. Well, of course, the special counsel said he willfully withheld documents, which Biden in that press conference where he shouted, lied and said he didn't. He shared classified information, which Biden and the others never even talk about. So he broke the law. And what the what Burr said was, Basically, and I think he's out of line in not charging him and assuming what a jury would would say. But he said, we can't charge him. No jury will convict him. They'll view him as a sympathetic old man with no memory. They didn't say he didn't break the law. He didn't do anything wrong. But again, that's the narrative. Yeah. I mean, it's just bizarre that they, you know, the the amount of, of documents that were used abused by joe biden over the years and why and you know it's good they're looking for the transcripts of the uh uh calls with his um ghostwriter they really need those um uh there was other transcripts he was looking at um i guess transcripts of his interview is what they really need uh and you know as somebody who used to do the transcripts of joe biden the transcripts are, aren't as valuable as the actual recording. I mean, if you're trying to look for pauses and breaks in his thinking and his, and really try to understand how, if, if he's being duplicitous or if he's just being forgetful, because he can just say, I don't remember, or he can say, oh, I don't remember. You know, there's a big difference. Right. And right. Um, I personally think that his lack of memory in those interviews was staged I think he does have more faculty, more uh, control of his faculties than he let on there. And, you know, so they can come out and dance around and say, oh, yeah, he's he's exonerated. He's he's off the hook, you know, in the court of public opinion, far from it. Um, Unfortunately, we have to play that game where that's the only court we have right now that seems to be willing to take him on and, you know, honestly take him honestly, because. Our, the Biden justice system is is a oh, God. disgrace. Oh, God. We're talking to Mike McCormick, former Obama stenographer, and uh, the book, The Case to Impeach and Imprison Joe Biden, here on the Steve Malzberg Show on TNT. Okay, uh, I want you to listen. This will be 157 in a second. I want you to listen to uh, Fox Report today. This is before Tony uh, Bobulinski, um actually testified behind closed doors, 
we now have a, an idea, which I'm sure you're familiar with, of what he said. So let's let's play the Fox report setting it up. Here's 157. Bob Alinsky arrived here on Capitol Hill a short time ago, and unlike some of the other Hunter business associates that have spent hours before Democrats and Republicans answering questions, he's not going to be so kind to Hunter Biden or President Joe Biden. He said he's met directly with them several times. Republicans are praising him even before he testifies. Democrats say he has some serious credibility issues. We expect him to sharply criticize Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. To refresh everyone, Tony Bobulinski worked with Hunter Biden to create a joint venture called Sinohawk Holdings with the Chinese energy company CEFC. Bobulinski says he met with Joe Biden, the former vice president, in May 2017. He says he provided text messages that prove he met Joe Biden in 2017 after he left the vice presidency. Bobulinski says he texted the president's brother Jim Biden after that meeting. In this text obtained by Fox News Digital, Bobulinski says he texted Jim Biden, quote, great to meet you and spend some time together. Please thank Joe for his time. Was great to talk. Thanks, Tony B. The investigation into Hunter Biden has broadened out into an impeachment investigation into President Biden. It will culminate, Bill and Dana, over the next two weeks. All right. And uh, according to uh, uh, the New York Post, um, in his opening statement, he said the Biden family business was Joe Biden, period. Um, I, again, you, they bring up the credibility issue. Talk about what he said and how, uh, you know, w w is his credibility questionable? Tony Bobulinski's credibility? Yeah. Oh, I, I think he's spot on with what he said. He met the guy. He, you know, there's uh laptop evidence emails in the in the laptop you know i the laptop to me is verified information um the fbi's verified it various news organizations have verified it i just consider whatever's in the laptop is evidence and hunter biden has actually admitted yeah that's mine so you know tony Bobulinski's in the laptop um with verified information that he met with these guys the thing that i'm looking at with Bobulinski situation is um he came in to the scene after joe was out of office so 2017 um I, there was a new york a new york post report today about they uh, i guess the um, house oversight committee got a hold of one of the um attachments in the e in an email that was sent in 2016 and as someone who's gone through the laptop with fine tooth comb you can't read the attachments. None of the attachments pop up in the, in the um, laptop. But somehow they got this attachment subpoenaed and they got it. And so um, it had uh, a start date of 2016. So that was when Joe was actually in office. So this is, this is important to me because what I see the Oversight Committee doing is a partial investigation of what was really going on. They're looking at Joe Biden. They're looking at the Biden crime family. They're looking at their bank records. They've got a witness, Tony Bobulinski. They're not looking at Barack Obama. I've got Barack Obama's involvement in this Burisma right. kickback scheme and in other things in my book documented. Yep. Yep. They're not looking at Jake Sullivan's role in it. They're not looking at the State Department's role in it with the, you know, the embassy in Ukraine and how that figured in the, you know, the, the embassy in Ukraine was very active with the Bidens in their kickback scheme. I say that in my book. I prove it in several instances. 
And those same people that were involved in that were later witnesses against President Trump in his first um, impeachment, which should be rescinded because they were, he asked them to investigate crimes, which now are proven to be crimes. That's what I had right. in my book. So, you know, Bobolinsky is an important figure, but it's, it, it, I, I urge caution in believing this is a win if they don't get Obama into it too. If they don't get uh, Jake Sullivan into it too. Both those guys are, you know, part of this kickback scheme. And if all they're looking at is, in my understanding is they're looking at China, Ukraine, and Romania um, for these, where these bank records came from. So, you know, there's a lot more out there that Joe did. He did a whole bunch of stuff down in the southern border with Honduras. That doesn't really come through in their investigation. It's like they're shying away from things that can make the broader D.C. culture look bad. And, you know, Congress was involved in the southern border in Joe Biden's pet uh, project down there, the Alliance for Prosperity. They were sort of like the money laundering uh, scheme that he used. They gave him the money to send to the Honduras government uh, officials who were part of the cartels that were smuggling drugs into America at the time. And they all knew it. So, you know, this this investigation that the Oversight Committee is doing is credible, but it's very narrowly focused, in my opinion. Right. And, and you, you know, you talk about the uh, the border and the cartel. And and uh, I know that recently, um, you know, you've been saying and I think Bobby Kennedy Jr. was there with you um, that um, that you believe that uh, the cartel atrocities that have taken place. And, and even uh, the, uh, the in Arizona, the, uh, the rape tree, quote unquote, that that's that's Joe Biden's legacy, that he's responsible for all that. That's what I say. He is responsible for that. I mean, yeah, I was on an interview and um, right before I was on, um, John F. J Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was on and he was talking about this trip he took down there and he saw this horrific rape tree site where the cartels come and they rape these young women and these children. You know, the numbers are staggering. The amount of people, young children, over 100,000 under Joe per year under Joe Biden's watch. In Trump's year, it was about 15,000 a year. The, the, the human trafficking tragedy that is unfolded on Joe Biden's watch has to be answered for. And, you know, I don't see this impeachment process really digging at that. They're not, they're not talking about that, and they should be. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things they should be doing. I was, uh, I mean, are you encouraged by the fact that they impeached uh, Mayorkas today, do you think that will, is any kind of indicator um, when it comes to what will happen to uh, the uh, the uh, effort to impeach Joe Biden? We should point out the Bobolinsky testimony behind closed doors today was part of the uh, the, uh, the the pre-impeachment process. Right. Yeah, I think it's good that Mayorkas finally got, you know, faced some severe consequences for his terrible uh, stewardship of the Department of Homeland Security. I mean, what they've done down there is is basically they sold the border to the cartels and lied about it. So, you know, that's just epic tragedy of, of unfound, you know, I, I just, you can't even really put your, 
the, the numbers and the staggering, the weight of the future off of this horrific policy they've run for three years. And this guy was at the center of it. And so, yeah, he should be impeached. Is he going to really get impeached and get tossed out and have to leave? We'll see. It just seems like um, the Oversight Committee and the Congress right now, they're sort of just pitter-pattering each, each other. That's what that, you know, Herb report was. They just patted Joe Biden on the head and said, you're a naughty boy. And that's all they did. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you look at what they're doing to Trump and it's like, oh, man, you're going to go to jail <laughs> for, you know, decades for what right. you did. You know, and, and just that we're seeing politics as its ugliest and most vicious that I can recall. And Joe Biden is at the heart of it. Joe Biden is vicious. And so, you know, on one hand, yeah, he's old and he's diminished, but he is still capable of a tremendous amount of evil. And he has it in him to do evil to his opponents. And well, right now, people that want a good legal system are his opponents. Right, right. No, no, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's interesting because, uh, of course, um, the, um, the uh, Substack, your Substack, you, you mentioned uh, evil. Of course, it's Midnight in the Laptop of Good and Evil. And, of course, the book, once again, The Case to Impeach and Imprison Joe Biden. And, uh, Mike, I, I thank you so much for coming on, as always. And we'll speak to you again soon. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Mike McCormick, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Steve Malsberg Show, where we have one final segment left in the hour. Don't go away. Steve Malsberg, right here on TNT. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Make no mistake, it wasn't none of these candidates that pulled 62.9% of the vote in Nevada. It was Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the one that beat Icky Nicky, Never Nicky, Neocon Nicky, 62.9 to 30.1%. But Nicky's undeterred. She's going to remain in it no matter what. Chris Christie, meanwhile, has announced that he hasn't ruled out an independent run for the presidency in 2024. I guess because he did so well in the Republican primary, he thinks there's ample appetite out there for him as a independent candidate these people aren't delusional they know they have no chance they're being paid to stay in it why to push the donald trump is dangerous narrative well guess what donald trump is dangerous he's dangerous to the globalist plans to take over the world and subject we the people under the boot hill of tyranny he's dangerous to the democrats plans to keep the border open and destroy our country from within He's dangerous to the status quo, and that's exactly why we love him. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk, TNT. The challenges our planet's animals are facing sometimes feel a bit heavy. The animals haven't eaten in a day, two days. They haven't drank anything. They're cold, they're dehydrated. But remember, there's good happening right now. At home. All right, we were able to get into your unit, and we have all four of your cats. So, uh... <laughs> okay. And around the world for any animal, any disaster. Search ifa.org forward slash disaster ready. You're with Steve Malsberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there is a uh, special election, uh, congressional election taking place in the third 
CD, the third congressional district in the House of Representatives, that's in New York. It's uh, an election that was called to replace George uh, Santos, who of course resigned um, in disgrace, Republican. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's a big race. Of course, the, the wild card that's been thrown into this race today uh, is the fact that it snowed. It snowed quite a bit out there in that district. So, I mean, at one point, I think I was watching a report uh, on the, one of the news stations in New York, and they said that they had 23 people at that point showed up to vote uh, during the day. And that, you know, I, I don't know if that's an indicator, a bellwether or, or what, but um, this is um, very important because we already have the uh, Republicans clinging to the smallest of majorities. And if uh, the Democrats gain now, this 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 comes down to basically this election comes down to immigration, immigration and more immigration. Tom Swazi was a congressman. He was also a Nass- Nassau County legislator, uh, but he was also a, a congressman. He gave up the seat to run for governor of New York. Didn't win. Uh, he's on tape that we keep running the ad over and over again. He's saying, I kicked ice out of Nassau County. I kicked ice out of Nassau County. And this is, uh, immigration is like the top issue uh, when it comes to uh, what's important to people in the third congressional district. So you have uh, his opponent. His opponent is um, uh, an Ethiopian by birth, immigrated to Israel. She served in the IDF. She's in the United States. She's a Nassau uh, uh, legislator. And Nassau County, that's the district uh, in uh, Long Island. Um, um, Maisie Phillip. And we will see, um, you know, obviously she she goes into this as an underdog because Swazi has the name, but it was a very close race according to the polls. And we'll see how it all uh, plays out. The polls closed, oh, 58 minutes ago. So by tomorrow, hopefully, you know, we'll have uh, – We'll have this all sewn up. But what I laugh at and what I shudder at, really, is, you know, I heard the other day, and uh, oh, early voting, you know, closes, blah, 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 blah. You know, so, again, having a month to vote it's, and, and, and early voting and voting by mail is nothing but a recipe, an invitation for forgery. Not in this election. All elections. All elections. You should have to come to the poll polling place on the day of, and you should have to show identification. But God forbid we show identification. That's racist because don't you know blacks can't get identification? What? Yeah, even blacks every time they're polled say, what are, they, what are you talking about? We favor ID for voting. Of course you do. Everybody does. It's a line of crap and they get away with it. And the voting system in this country is severely flawed, severely flawed. And it invites corruption. That's my opinion. Okay, folks. God willing, we'll do it again tomorrow. Same time, same place. 9 p.m. Eastern. Tell your friends, tell your enemies to be right here on TNT. TNT.